0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Biden administration officials express hope they'll never again have to measure on the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey how agencies responded to a global pandemic. But there's one agency that earned a near perfect score in its COVID-19 response efforts. Ninety seven percent of employees at the Farm Credit Administration say they're satisfied with how the agency supported their physical and mental well-being during that pandemic. That's the highest score of any agency of any size on the 2020 Best Places to Work rankings. It even beat NASA. Vonda Bell is FCA's chief human capital officer. Glenn Smith is chairman. They tell federal news networks Nicola Grisco to what they attribute those high scores.
2: As far as Best Places to Work, we ranked in the top five for small agencies, which we've um, the last several years have consistently ranked in that top five, which we were very pleased about. But this year, in a year of what we call a year of crisis, a year of COVID, I was just utterly thrilled to hear that we ranked the highest of all federal agencies for what our employees perceived to be how we handled the pandemic and how we handled their health and well-being, kept them communicated, kept them plugged in to what was going on in the agency, and as I say, that highest rating of all federal agencies during a time of crisis, to me, meant, meant a lot. There's only one other person that it meant more to us, and that would be Vonda Bell. I think she's still kind of up on that cloud, aren't you, Vonda?
3: <laughs> yes, sir, and still on that cloud. It's a wonderful, amazing, just an accolade for the agency, for the employees, and it speaks to their resiliency, too, Nicole, but when when I read the overall category that um, mental and physical well-being and resources needed and all that kind of stuff, it mirrors all of the flexibilities and resources and items that the board and I talked about working on for our employees. And I'll give you a few examples of that. You know, we've had weather and safety leave for. Several years now, and we've always had the weather event, right? So we've always used the weather event. Well, with the pandemic, it was time to use the safety piece of weather and safety leave. So we had at our disposal this flexibility to allow our employees to use some of this weather and safety leave to take care of these unexpected things that cropped up because of this pandemic. And so being able to roll those flexibilities out quickly to respond to these needs of our employees and anticipate, even anticipate needs, I think stuff like that really went a long way because it's like everything that they needed was already there for them and that brought a sense of calm to a very real disruption at the time in the lives of our employees.
0: You mentioned flexibilities, Vonda and The one that stood out to me when I looked at your individual federal employee viewpoint survey results was the drastic change in telework use. I think I saw before the pandemic, something like 4% of your employees teleworked every day and at the peak 98% and at the time of the survey 95%. So can either one of you or both of you walk me through, how did you make that happen? And what was that experience like?
2: back in um, early to mid-March when it became apparent that a pandemic was not gonna go away, that this is something we're gonna have to deal with. We had done some testing within our IT office on our ability to communicate and work from home. As Vaughn is fond of saying, we prepared for this black swan event. And so uh, when it was uh, mandatory, that uh, we leave our federal offices, we were prepared, and that transition really happened pretty seamless at that point. And, and obviously, I'm, I'm being very complimentary to our IT people for making that happen. As an example, I from from western Iowa I live on a farm in western Iowa. You know, I worked from my town home here in the D.C. area for a couple weeks until the realization that. I can do this just as effectively from my farm home in Iowa. And so we uh, we drove back to the Midwest. I set up shop there, and it was a pretty easy transition, quite frankly. So I really credit our IT office with that transition and preparing and being flexible and tweak it as we go because, you know, we had different bandwidth problems, uh, you know, throughout the country, but we adapted and was able to communicate well, carry on our carry on our mission very effectively, even on those early months.
0: Vonda, anything to add there? Maybe particularly as it relates to managing employees remotely, and it seems like a good number of them remotely.
3: Well, the the only thing I'd add is while we may have had a small percentage of employees who were 100% remote work, you mentioned that 4%. Almost our entire workforce were either in our telework program on a routine basis or situational i can't remember what our last figures were in our opm report the annual report but it was in the high 90s and so almost all of our employees teleworked at some point you know one or two days a week and so making the shift to the mandatory telework and like the chairman said you know he had us do a test test the technology helped employees get their home offices set up had reimbursement in place for supplies and equipment. It just made things so much more easier for the employees and for the agency. It helped us be a lot more agile.
0: Wanted to ask you both about communication during the pandemic, because I know that is, you know, a big factor in perhaps why they responded so favorably to your response during the pandemic. How did you communicate with employees during that time? And what kind of feedback did you hear from them?
2: Yeah, from the start, and Vonda heads up what we call our ERT team, Emergency Response Team, I believe they were meeting almost on a weekly basis. That evolved into a monthly basis, but uh, we stayed in, in very close contact with them. That was direct communication with management, with that team, and then uh, shortly after those meetings, whatever we talked about was communicated to the employees. Same thing is true with our employee council, made sure we we had a, a direct relationship there. As we evolved into monthly meetings, though, what was important is to monitor not only our headquarters location here in the D.C. area, but also locations throughout the country and you know if you think back that time uh, you know different media different news events had different interpretations of what was occurring we preferred to rely on our data analytics group data analytics and economics group to provide us with updates every month on each location hospitalization rates mortality rates infection rates so we can monitor the trends and not only reinforcing that we needed to continue to telework as those trends accelerated but at one point it looked like we may even be able to consider coming back to work last fall obviously that changed the metrics changed the trends changed and we remain flexible with our policy and we would communicate that with our employees on a regular basis so they knew exactly you know, what the management team, what the leadership, what the board was thinking about on a very current basis.
0: Vonda, anything to add there as well? Just wanted to
3: reiterate, yeah, what the chairman said, he established a cadence early on for regular communications, just, you know, communications you can count on, like the Sunday paper, right? You know, you can count on that to be there at that time. But we also have the avenue where if we needed to send special messages, we could do that but the employees really looked for that regularly scheduled message that we'd send out with the update on our operating status and the date we would move back to our next phase. Those messages would come out right after our ERT meeting, as the chairman said. And so employees began to rely on that kind of information, and we were able to be consistent with the help of our public affairs office. So it was a team effort.
2: I think, too, Vaughn, it's important that we didn't project ahead and put any any future dates or deadlines in front of us as far as changing our policy or changing our phases until we analyzed the data and knew if that was appropriate or not. So we didn't build any expectations throughout the past uh, 15 or 16 months into that. We made sure to just go on a month-to-month basis and stay very flexible based on what the health metrics showed.
0: So your supervisors and individual leaders also did, you know, very well on the survey. It seems as if employees really responded favorably to, you know, the actions that their supervisors took. What was the message to supervisors during the last year? I mean, were you telling them specific things or were you advising them in a particular way about how to manage and manage their employees and deal with employee concerns at this time?
2: Well, Vonda, I don't think at any point did we imply that there would be any diminishment of our, of our mission, of our regulatory agency. I think the expectations were always high, simply that we needed to improvise if previous a, uh, a team leader had a program of meeting on a weekly basis and we went to virtual and in order to be effective, he or she had to meet two or three times virtually that week to accomplish the same thing. I think our expectations remained high for performing the job. It was just simply improvising to that virtual environment.
3: And I I just have to say, even prior to the pandemic and past surveys, our supervisors always scored really high They just are very empathetic. They meet our employees where they are. And many of the flexibilities that we rolled out, we counted so much on the supervisors to help get those flexibilities in place. Some of them required supervisory approval. And so, you know, the supervisors made sure that they were quick about doing what they needed to do so their employees could partake in these flexibilities. And one thing I will say that I saw across the board from supervisors was that they assumed positive intent from the standpoint of the employees. In some agencies you have these situations where managers may not trust everything that the employees say or everything that they tell you that they're doing. We just did not have that problem at FCA. Our supervisors assumed positive intent They provided our employees with the flexibility that they needed. They were very empathetic and they really did model. We're all in this together. They were very transparent. I heard them tell stories about how the pandemic had affected them and their loved ones and share those stories and basically say, Hey, listen, I understand we're all in this together. And I think that just makes a world of difference. You know, when you're talking about someone's life and their livelihood and their family to know that your leader understands and is there with you to support you. And I think that's what we modeled.
2: I think, uh, Vonda, remember uh, a couple, two or three weeks, we asked employees to send in pictures of how they were dealing with the pandemic. And uh, probably Mm -hmm. uh, 90% of those pictures were pets, (laughs) Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes dressed up. Um, I, I, for one uh had posed in the middle of an Iowa cornfield with my son and grandson with our arms stretched out at six foot distance uh, uh, social distancing in an Iowa cornfield, which is kind of funny in itself, but anyway, just dealing with those with that type of creative solutions to let people empathize with their common situation you know with the pandemic, I think was very effective.
3: And then just also letting the parents know that we're not going to tolerate this self-inflicted guilt when your child interrupts the staff meeting or something like that. You know, (laughs) there's no need for this self-inflicted guilt. Like, we're a family, and so, you know, if your child comes in while you're in a meeting, who has not had that happen to them? You know, there's no need to just apologize profusely and feel bad. And, like, you know, most of the time at FDA when that happens, we want to – the child on the video to talk to us if they're willing to talk to us. And most of the time they are willing to say hi to us.
2: I think you identified my eight-year-old granddaughter waving in the background one time. So, uh, so
3: Absolutely. very
2: much so it, that, that was part of our lives here the last 15, 16 months. And, and our families, our close families was very much a part of it. So yeah, that's a good point.
0: So what about the past 16 months or so? do you think might stick around in the future at FCA? Are there things that you learned or things that you implemented, flexibilities perhaps that you think will stick once we're in a more, I guess I'll use the word normal situation.
2: I definitely feel we've learned what our capabilities and maybe our expanded capabilities are and to be able to employ that and incorporate that into uh, employee's work life is something definitely to keep in mind. I do, the board has stayed away with any generalized comments. We feel it should be a relationship between offices, between supervisors and employees, depending on the type of job that they do to issue any type of general statement, I think is probably a little naive because there's some jobs that require more teamwork, more face-to-face work, Yeah, you know, more group decisions than others. So I guess my, my view or the board's view so far has been to leave it up to the individual supervisors, employees to come up with a plan of effectiveness, but learn also what we have in the last 16, 16 months about our expanded capabilities.
0: So Glenn, you're saying you don't think it would be wise necessarily – For you and the board to make kind of a sweeping policy decision about, let's say, telework or something like that, that it's more unique and specific to individual people and their positions and what their responsibilities are.
3: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Got it. Vonda, did you want to jump in?
3: I absolutely think that that is is the way to go. You know, we've seen that in theory and in practice, what what it looks like when it goes well. And when it what it doesn't, I remember early on in the pandemic, a lot of the private sector companies, a lot of the big tech companies, they announced, you know, you can work from home, you can work from anywhere, you know, and forever kind of thing. And then you saw all these articles come out where they tried to walk some of that back. And I think that there was even one, Nicole, was there like a local newspaper where the owner put a an article out, she did an article on telework saying something about it. And, you know, and the staff was just furious about it, and she ended up trying to issue a retraction. But to make those decisions before it's necessary to make them, before you have all the data that you need, you really limit your options, and you put yourself into a situation where you may have to pull something back. And so I love the approach that the board is taking, that we're not going to make these sweeping blanket kinds of recommendations. We're going to be more deliberate about this. And some of these decisions are going to be made at the local level to the extent possible.
0: And so are you at the point where you're having some of those localized decisions now, or is that still further to come?
2: On July 19th, we'll be moving to phase three, which allows up to 50% of our workforce into the building. And actually, CDC has said that there is no limit at this point. To capacity of federal buildings but we we again we want to be consistent with what we're telling our employees we wanted a phased-in approach and so we will be dealing with more people in the building and looking ahead again the decision hasn't been made but we plan to give plenty of notice to the employees Uh, we see a full back to work coinciding with the schools uh, schools with the uh, school children going back to work because a lot of our employees do have school-aged children, but yes, in regard to your question, we are already starting to see individual offices submit plans on teleworking, rotation, and working with, the, uh, with what they feel is, uh, is reasonable within their own uh, office situation. But I'll say you know, there's a lot of focus on teleworking and what you can do for flexibility and what we've learned, but we're also seeing the opposite as we transition to people back to work. You just can't believe how happy people are to be back and be with their coworkers and be able to share their experiences, be able to work together, you know, and looking forward to the end of the year so. The opposite of the teleworking and working uh, out of your basement or garage or whatever your your office facilities happen happen to be, I see that as as being um, something that just people just want to be together a lot of times, especially in a good positive work environment that we try to maintain here at the FCA. The other thing we really learned during this whole process was that video messages a lot of times the board and myself would record messages as to what we were doing for protocol in the buildings and, and what we were expecting coming up and just reassuring employees that their health and well-being was at the absolute top of our priority list. And so we've learned uh, new resources, new tools we can use looking ahead. But as I say, uh, we're seeing a lot more employees come into the building voluntarily and really enjoying a return to work type atmosphere.
0: And, Vonda, anything else to add? You know,
3: the one thing that I will say is, in terms of what has worked really well, this kind of appreciative inquiry, if you will, I think that the amount of time that HR, IT, the General Counsel's Office, OCPA, uh, the CFO's Office, and EEO and even our data and analytics office, which is fairly new, established uh, maybe a couple of years ago now. But the amount of time that we've had to work together on the pandemic-related stuff, it just really helped us hone that skill of collaboration. And I think it's something that will absolutely stick. And not just, you know, when we have to collaborate. Like, we collaborated because we wanted to at times, you know. I mean, sure, there were things we could have figured out, but it was like, hey, let's bring in our data office and ask them what they think. And I think that this pandemic has really birthed some of that for us, and it's been really helpful to get together like that. You know, and those are our mission support organizations. And so when we can do better with the mission support, it absolutely helps the mission side of the house. Get their job done because they rely so heavily on mission support.
1: Von Bell, the Chief Human Capital Officer for the Farm Credit Administration and FCA Chairman Glenn Smith, speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
4: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I am your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA. Today I'm thrilled to be joined by Vice Admiral Cutler Dawson. Cutler has had an incredible career serving
5: with uh six actual actual uh afloat commands uh the first one was when i was 27 years old uh, i didn't know enough to be scared of anything and it was uh, probably one of the highlights of my career uh, and then after i retired after 35 years i went to uh work at navy federal credit union as the ceo where i spent my next 14 years um uh, i'm
0: Ask anyone with a DWI if it was worth it. They'll tell you. It's no holiday. Impaired driving kills the holiday spirit. Drive sober. Drive smart.
1: Extra enforcement now on Minnesota roads. A message from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety.
3: This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second. Confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person
5: or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.